Hey everybody, it is Trying Unicorn here with another episode of Sex and Swinging. I'm with Steve. I say hello. Hey everybody, how you doing? Steve is uh, also a DJ at another sex club in the area. Do you want to say the name? or? Yeah, you might as well know me as DJ Slim at X Club. Yep, yep. the same one. And uh, basically, we are really good friends. And he has watched almost all of my shit. Like, all of my content, right? All? I'd say about 90... Five ninety eight ninety nine point nine nine nine. Yeah, you get the idea. And he retains it, right? Like we're good friends. He whips out like, oh, that's where you grew up, and like, oh, that's your favorite ice cream flavor. And I'm like, <laughs> I feel like I'm um, one uh, of like when when a fan or when a guy, for example, likes a hockey team, and he like gets all the hockey cards and he knows all their uh, stats. Like I feel like in a way that's what it is with him and Charlie Unicorns content. Right? Is you, you saw my content. You were a fan of my content before we met. That's actually funny you mentioned that. I used mm-hmm. to be like that as a teenager when I was following the Blue Jays. So when they okay. were really, really good. Awesome. So, yeah. I consumed a lot of your content. Um, I got a connection from it. I just, I felt something from everything you're saying. And it had a lot of meaning. It was very true. Mm-hmm. And from there, just, yeah. We ended up meeting because I did a video tour of X Club um, at your invitation, essentially, mm-hmm. yeah. um, and uh, that's how we met. And we actually met in on camera, and you can see it if you're watching on YouTube. I'll put a link uh, below so that you can see the time when I met Steve. Mm-hmm. Um, but ever since then, we have been friends. It is platonic, um, mm-hmm. but it is uh, it's good friends. And so you know my content. And sometimes when I take a turn or or I'm thinking of an idea for my content. I talk to you about it as a viewer. Yes. And, I, and I'm like, what is it that you like about this video? Like, tell me what it is. So, like, you are such a good soundboard for me, right? Yes. So, this is where I wanted to interview Steve today. Kind of, we were hanging out anyways. But I want to see what it was like as a fan. You know, we're friends too. But for now, the fan of you, um, fan of Trying Unicorn, what was it like to meet Chris and Caress? on the videos and the podcast episode that I did, who was the couple that I met back in 2019 when I was a single woman, not vanilla world, had never had a threesome. And she was the first girl I ever kissed really like that. And like who was her first pussy I ever ate terribly. And, uh, you know, I terribly? terribly, I couldn't find her clit. I don't think it matters. She didn't sound like she was having a bad time at all. No, she has a very beautiful vagina. I was upside down and with a straight girl without a map and I just couldn't find it. And I, I've gotten better since then, but, um, it was my first girl experience. So that's just a funny part of the experience. But what is it like as a fan to meet and see the faces of people? Cause they went unblurred on YouTube that were the people from those early, early, early storylines of mine. Okay, well, first of all, um, yeah, it's it's very hard to get a visual representation when you've only heard about them and you build an idea in your head of, okay, this is who they are, all right, uh, and closing my eyes and thinking what they might look like or something. Mm-hmm. But when you actually see them, sometimes they don't match what you think they are. And then it's a little bit of a, okay, this is not what I was entirely expecting, but that doesn't matter because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's your experience, right? Yeah. So it was, they look like two normal people. And yeah. I, by the way, we look <laughs> very attractive in my mind. Even though yeah. she gave herself a four out of 10, 
Uh, sorry, no. That is subjective, okay? <laughs> yeah. Everybody's going to have an opinion. Oh, well, she's a four. Maybe she's a seven or whatever. Yeah. I thought she was cute. Yeah, she I thought she was actually cute. And from listening to your experience, now I can get why you had such a great first experience. because mm -hmm. they seem very down to earth and they seem to just get you. They They saw how, as they said, how brave you were. Yeah. And they gave you a lot of points for that. And maybe they were just the right match for you to go on this journey and start it off. Yeah, it's true. And you got to see firsthand, like, even years later, I can recount the story the same way I did back on in the first time I, I did my first threesome. That video, I was going to say, did you watch it? But of course you watched <laughs> it. This is yes. the one where I sat in, um, I was, a, you know, a certain t-shirt and I was sitting in front of my computer and I, and I walked through my first threesome. And without even re-watching re it recently to get refreshed, I sat on this couch and recounted it with them. Mm -hmm. And it goes to show, like, we all are taking such a chance in this lifestyle and our interactions are meaningful. Yes. And I guess it just is important to remind everybody that kindness is just always the best choice. Uh, one of my favorite phrases is, kindness is never wasted. And uh, I think it's just one of those things where, thank goodness this went the way it did. Because what if back then I had a negative first experience and then I felt it wasn't this lifestyle as a whole wasn't for me? Where would I be now? Yeah, you don't know. We would have maybe not met. No, I wouldn't have met R. No. I wouldn't have met Amelia. No. I wouldn't have been a thriving woman and, you know, and unexpectedly and having a second wind of life, essentially. It just feels like... It all really added up and uh, not to put a lot of pressure on people, but it really is just important that we're as diplomatic and kind as possible, even if you're not interested in, in something or someone, yep. you know, exactly. So, but like you said before, in another situation, had it gone south, you would have been backing up. Yes. Remember that? <laughs> I was like, eh, yeah, that was a different couple though. Yes, that I know. The, yeah. I know. Well, that's so. what I'm just saying. If you had that same experience, and like you just said, yeah. we wouldn't be here having this conversation right now. Yeah, it's true. Things would be very, very different. Well, it's true. And I go back to the video that went viral, which you know that video. It was the one, um, the live stream where I talked for 20 minutes, including with my mouth full of tapioca balls, um, about my, a threesome I had in the orange room. Right? <laughs> it's true. It, it's, it's apparently the endearing part, but some people are, they cringe at the sound of people eating and talking, and I'm just like a... I just don't, uh, I'm not as polished all the time. So anyways, uh, basically, if I met that couple and put them on, that would be pretty cool from a fan perspective to be like, hey, that's that guy she described, the guy that looked yeah. like Prince Harry, right? Really? I didn't know his name. I forgot his name. So that's what he looked like. Look at Prince Harry, yeah. Really? And the girl's name was Ash. Okay. Uh, she's beautiful blonde hair. Now, I did see them one time after, but we were so awkward around each other. And so um, that's that. But if I ever saw them again now, I just wonder, did they did they know that I did that video? And did they know that it went viral? And, did and they... they might be coming back saying, hey, uh, could you pay off, please? Uh, yeah. oh. That's why I make people do these, uh, you know, I won't do you things before yeah. they go on my channel, right? It's like, uh, you never know. Yeah, you just don't know. So does it put more pieces in place of the story and the journey? Um, that make the picture more full for you? Every little bit adds to the picture, to the mosaic mm -hmm. that is you. Mm -hmm. I think that 
you've gone through a long journey so far. You've gone through a lot of phases. Yeah. Yeah. And some of them have been... What phases? Describe well, the phases. Okay, phases. So you start off with the whole threesome thing. Mm-hmm. And then you went into your opinionated pieces. About, <laughs> this is the way I want to be. Or not you. Sorry. Yeah. A number of women have said. Yeah. But sometimes I wonder if that's a bit about you too. Oh, I'm very diplomatic when inside I'm like, do it for death this way. Like, <laughs> you know, on the inside I definitely feel strongly sometimes. Mm-hmm. And then I do my best to make it come out. In, um, in a constructive way, frankly, because I also strategically know that I'm going to be more effective that way than, you know, more flies with honey than vinegar, right? Yeah. Um, but it doesn't mean I don't feel vinegar. It means that I, I, I sprinkle the honey, you know, it's okay. just different. Um, but you've seen recently I put out a video that even R was concerned about because I'm more blunt and I even introduced it as I'm going to be cutthroat, Right. Um, I don't regret that video. I feel very, very proud of that video. But I also know that there's a few videos I've done that will potentially turn off people. Yes. And you know the ones. I'm not even going to mention them on here. But I left them up. Because I'm willing to stand for certain things. Right? Um, I don't need to put controversial things into my channel or my podcast that don't don't add value which is why I don't talk about politics I don't talk about race I don't talk about those kind of things yet because it's just such a sensitive thing that I try to keep it outside of the sex positive discussion for 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 my channel well it's a a smart idea I mean right now it's about trying to bring as many people into the environment as much as possible I mean I came out of vanilla world and I DJ now at a sex positive club and you know what? But technically you're still in vanilla world. You're just DJing at a lifestyle club, which is an interesting, like, what did you call yourself? A transplant or something? No, I call myself a vanilla twist. A vanilla twist. So yeah, you know, you go into like the dairy queen and you can get the vanilla, but no, there's, there's chocolate and vanilla and that, that's a twist. Yeah. My lines are blurred. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, but you said that your only exposure to the lifestyle really has been the experience as the DJ. Yeah, right? yeah, pretty much. Have you been to an orgy? No. Right? Like, you are not a swinger, right? No. So, that's what I mean. It's like some people who don't know that, right? If they're, how are you in the lifestyle if you're not a swinger? Yeah. But you are a DJ of a, at a lifestyle club, and you could hang around with lifestyle people, but you don't necessarily participate. Yeah, you don't have to participate to be a part of the lifestyle. You yeah. make the lifestyle the experience you want it to be. Exactly. And if that's a sexual experience, then that's great. If it's a non-sexual experience, that's okay too. I mean, mm-hmm. there are hurdles you'll have to go through. I mean, I've gone through some myself and, you know... You Turning down with... all the ladies. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it's very, very tempting. Well, DJs at a hot, sexy club, I mean, I can imagine it's... You do probably get some some fun attention, but uh, luckily for you, you know. I used to get attention (laughs) even before I came to a lifestyle club. Okay. I got hit on tons of times when I was at residencies. And sometimes, yeah, I had opportunities. Sometimes I took them. Sometimes I didn't. Yeah. But, you know, for me as a DJ, I mean, it's a great opportunity just to be myself. And I don't have to go up there. I don't have to chase anybody. I just let everything come to me. And mm-hmm. that is the most comfortable way about being yourself is just yeah. be who you are and don't worry about going after somebody or anything like that. Just be you and good things gravitate to you. 
Tell me the phases. The phases. Okay. So you start off with the whole threesome thing, and then you go into the advice thing. And then from there, well, you kind of gone on a bit of journeys. You kind of were looking for a partner, and we saw that go in good and not so good ways. You talk about your story times, and mm -hmm. some of them can get very graphic, by mm -hmm. the way. Yes. Lots of... Especially on my fan page, my After Dark versions. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I will that's if you go to her OnlyFans. And, exactly. Yeah, then you get to hear the dirty details. Yeah, and see the nip slips. Among other things. <laughs> but yeah, so keep going. So the story times. So the what? story times, your pillow talks have been, I think those are my favorite ones. The, are pillow, the pillow talks. talks. Okay. Yeah. I love them because it's just personal. You create this intimacy that it just draws you in and you're just like, oh, okay, good. What's this all about? And you do talk about your mind and what's going on there. And you just let it all out. I mean, you just say, what the fuck are you waiting for? It's just like, all right. But what's the difference between laying on a pillow and then sitting upright? What's the difference in the value of the pillow talk? I think pillow talk is very uh, informal. And I think that's, your, that's part of your charm and wit, is you are so informal about things. I mean, when we go into the spin and polish, as you it's once true. said, you, you do a great job. I mean, it looks great and everything. Yeah. But... The real Toronto unicorn that I know and I've gotten to know and that has char been very charming, you don't need to be like this, you know, perfect thing and, you know, no. you just spit it out whatever fucking way you want. I just be. I'm unapologetically myself. I know. And I've noticed more people, uh, Vanilla World, I have to be more careful, but um, <laughs> I have to really digress for one moment. There's a really okay. funny story. So I was recently, I told R on the phone, I was like, I am so proud of myself because I filtered in vanilla world. And she's like, yeah. And I was like, yeah, I was like really upset because I got completely ripped off by a service. And I, I on the phone with them was so proud that I didn't say it felt like you raped me up the ass the loop. <laughs> instead, <laughs> instead, oh, it was a rough I, ride. That's I for sure. Said it felt like I got ripped off. So it, my first instinct was to be blunt and vulgar because that is my instinct. Okay. But I was able to not say that to a vanilla world person and like it didn't escalate into a problem. Right. So that's good. But this is progress. Okay. Yeah. Like sometimes I, when I was younger, I would just let things fly. Just yeah. <laughs> And when you're younger, sometimes you just let them fly and it's with the wrong people and yeah, yeah you get shamed on. Yeah. And I think what I've learned in my personal experience, at least coming to the lifestyle for me, is just be yourself and sometimes if you throw in, yeah, I just got butt fucked on national TV, hey, it's going to happen. Mm -hmm. I said that to my boss and he just got, yeah, I kind of get it, yeah. And that was for a work environment. And that's what I mean, it's like he's also in a lifestyle club. Yeah. Right? This is vanilla world, customer service. People. I'm like, look, I just, I got ripped off. I don't need to say the word. Felt like I got anal raped. Okay, just relax. <laughs> <laughs> the, the funny thing is, though, I am that vulgar. Yes. I am. And you've seen my natural state. I'm also a little rigid mm -hmm. um, about, like, a bit OCD in certain ways. I don't like hazards around. No, you don't. No. I don't like cords and where someone could trip or dripping water near electricity. Like, no, I will absolutely be, you know, making sure those things are addressed. Those are some things you've learned about me. Yes, I have. 
What are things that you know about me as trying unicorn that maybe some people on my channel would be surprised to know? Hmm. Be kind. <laughs> well, outside, be kind. You're you're pretty much out there. I mean, yeah, pretty the same. You don't hide too much. I mean, aside from the fact of who you really are. Who I really put Sarah? Yeah, but you've even brought that up. Yeah, I was so. At this point, is I might as well give you my social insurance number. At this point, yeah, but that's where I'm at. But can I say something? But can I say something? Yeah. The day you did that show, yeah, I was so proud of you. I remember I saw it and I hadn't talked to you in a little while. Yeah, I remember I I saw it and I immediately had to pick up the phone and call you and tell you how proud I was that you were so brave enough to come out about that and who you are. I remember that, and I remember thinking you were the only one that would have really knowed, known how important that was. Oh, it was incredibly important. Yeah. Yeah, it was really freeing to emerge the two identities, too, right? Sarah and Trying Unicorn can coexist now. Well, before it was when the camera was on, I was showing someone, and then when the camera was off, it was like, you know, Sarah lived very differently. Like, Sarah's the one that has to work in a day job and, like, you know, have meetings and things, you know? So, you know, it was... And now, I, at least, they can both coexist in, in my world. But I think I felt the same way, but not through your experience. I mean, I've been D being a DJ for 25 years. So, a lot of people know me as DJ Slim. And they go, hey, Slim, hey, Slim. Yeah. My name. My name's yeah, Steve. Yeah. And you have the one persona and then you have the other persona and they yeah. can't be very different i will say one of the best things i've had happen since i started spinning at x club is i've been able to merge my persona and my real person together and mm -hmm. it's changed me so much as well i mean yeah. i've become a lot more unapologetic yeah a lot more confident like i was confident but now I'm just like uber confident now. And I think the confidence when we get to a stage in our lives like this, it's like comes from a more sustainable place. Mm -hmm. It's not based on our current situation. Like for example, recently, you know, whatever the issue is, you know, someone gains a little weight or someone, you know, develops a certain mole in a certain un unpleasant place or, you know, not a mole, but um, something they got to wait for it to go away. We can all feel un unattractive at times and feel those those cringes of oh I'm, I have to hide from the world for a while and I'm like you know what recently I'm like no fuck no I am going to thrive in this body regardless of how it looks and so that is a decision made regardless of 10 pounds 20 pounds or if I have to size up or down my clothes and I think that's that's where the power comes from and the freedom comes from is it's not because I accept myself now mm -hmm. in the state I'm at, it's I accept myself and the journey where I go. But I think like you said many times to many people, wear it, own it. Own it. Absolutely. Because I think that's one of the hardest things for people to do is to yeah. own it. Um, and once you do that, then people gravitate you to they so do, they do. But, and when you're unapologetic around people, I've noticed people become intrigued by you, but also maybe inspired by you. And then they become a little more unapologetic yeah. about certain things. And I think even just boundary setting, I'm very unapologetic in life, but also about boundaries like, like in my like later years to the point where if I'm really exhausted and I don't have the social energy to participate in something, I'll say so instead of coming up with some excuse about like, oh, I'm sick or like, oh, whatever. I'll just be like, you know what? I really don't have it in me, but like you go have fun. You know, you just, I don't, I don't even need to make excuses anymore because my feelings are valid as they are and I can just communicate them, right? So that's a different place of being. Or even worse, trying to take one for the team. Yeah. I used to do that so much and yeah. yeah. It leaves you feeling like, okay, I'm doing this because I'm nice, but at the same time, 
I'm feeling ick. Yeah. And I just learned, no. I would never take one from the team. Fuck that. Like, I might change my acceptance of a scenario for the team, like, meaning I'll just sit out and let people fuck, but I wouldn't fuck someone I didn't want to fuck because it was socially acceptable. Um, and I remember giving coaching to some people in my, my Springer coaching Zoom uh, consulting was she has a people pleasing challenge. And I said, hey, you need to, you need to work on that because you're not gonna wanna be a people pleaser when a blowjob's involved and it's expected. I said, you've gotta work on being able to advocate for yourself and where you're excited about going and don't go where you're expected to go, go where you want to go. And uh, that was something that was an enlightening to her. She didn't think she had the choice of saying she wouldn't suck a guy's dick. She thought she had to and she, she said the idea made her feel gross. Yeah. Because she just loves her husband, she doesn't want another man. Like for her, she just thought swapping meant she had to go and do that. And I was like, no, you don't have to be a people pleaser to be a swinger. You can go and say, hey, only I want to play with women and my husband watches, or you just have women. It's problem solved, right? Like, so they were, I think the coaching helped them, but the point is, um, yeah, the people pleasing is something that, especially in the lifestyle, you've got to work on. You don't want to carry that with you. Yeah, and I mean that also comes down to communication. If you're not talking to your partner or you're not talking to the people you're involved with, yeah, yeah you're gonna hit some serious hazards. Yeah, landmines. Yeah, it's gonna be ugly. It's true. So coming back to the Tri Unicorn channel, you've seen it yeah. grow since 2020, roughly, is when I created the channel. Yeah. Um, what did you? What have you thought? It's 2023 now. What what has the journey shown you about 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 anything that's of value? Hmm. There's been growth. There's been growth. I've seen you evolve. Um, you don't like to hear this, but I see you approaching a very. Um, you jump in with both feet. Mm-hmm. It's a little naive, but I think that's part of your charm as well. Mm-hmm. Now you say you're not necessarily naive. Like you've been doing this now for three, three and a half years, four mm-hmm. years. Yes. Yeah. But. I think it's not that you are naive. I think it's more your personality and your approach. You have very, a very wide-eyed approach to everything. You come into it and you're just like, oh, what's this? Oh, we're going to talk about X, Y, and Z. Yeah. And you're just out there and you tell it. You just openly fucking tell it. And I'm just sitting there going. Tell what? You just tell the experience the way it is, unfiltered. Give an example. Oh, let's see. Bukaki night. Okay. And how you talked about the gory details of what was going on. Indiscriminate dick. Yes. Right? Being sucked and, yeah. And just what would happen. And it. I think what it makes it great is you kind of get a picture. Mm-hmm. Because the imagination is the best thing out there. I mean, we can only see things through your eyes. Yeah. so to speak, or your where your point of view. And we have to take it in. It's kind of like being on a little journey that we're kind of taking from your point of view. And then you try to build a picture in your head, and it's like, okay. Yeah. Like, the most vivid story that I remember you told, and I could picture right down to even fine detail, was Colorado Boy. Really? Yes. Wow. The fact that you and you two of you were lying together, you were watching a couple literally... But yeah, this close to yeah. you, and you're just fascinated. Them, yeah. Both of you are just fascinated, just watching them. Fuck, it's like I could, I could just, I could picture the whole idea. I could picture your whole story from starting at the pool, and then you kind of progress from there to the next part, to the next part, till when you got up into the third floor, and so forth and so on. Yeah, he so, was fantastic. 
course he was. If I ever ran into him again, <laughs> man, he would have five minutes of solid foreplay. That's all I'd need. The rest is done. Wow. <laughs> that guy, like, you know, if I ever ran into him again, I would love to, to hang out with him again. Yes, we had a good time. Yeah. He was a good person. And, yeah, it was quite, quite, quite the build up that night mm-hmm. that let's just say you know is an investment in future hangouts yeah. <laughs> it's not like we're starting from scratch again no um, but it's i like don't a, know if i'll it, ever see him again but it's like a waypoint in a video game i don't know what that means that means you know like you're playing super mario brothers okay you get into a world and you get halfway there's this little part you get this crossing mm. at the waypoint yeah. and then if you die going forward you come back to this you don't go to the beginning of the yes. board you don't go back to the beginning of the world oh, no wait. you go half world. And when you have the waypoint, then, hey, you just continue on, right? So it's true. So he has a waypoint. Mm-hmm. Yes. Anyways, our uh, Colorado boy, if you're listening. <laughs> just kidding. You're a very lucky guy. <laughs> oh, that's true, too. But I felt like a very lucky girl that night, too. I felt yeah. he, he made me believe sex club romance was a thing. And again, when I say romance, I knew I was never going to see him again. Okay. I saw him twice, right? But that was it. Yeah. Um, I knew it. It didn't matter. It was still so special. It was so... He made me feel like I was, like, the only girl he really was interested in mm-hmm. the whole time. And it was just so passionate. And uh, But he gave me the space I needed to get comfortable. Of and course. I think the worst thing a guy can do to me specifically is push me before I'm ready. Because it's just one of those things where... And maybe I speak for other people, maybe I don't. But before a comfort level is established, if it's if it's intruded with, it becomes an impossible comfort level to get to, you know? And some guys have just made that mistake with me, whether it's the way they touch me without consent really quickly um, at the club because they just, oh, you know, I've seen you on YouTube, you must be friendly, I'm going to put my arm around you. Like, you know, I've, I've had some interactions like that where I'm like, no, like you can't, you still can't do that, you yeah. know? I actually visualized the once when you did that uh, visit. Yeah. The guy came up to you, he got his hand on your arm and bam. Well, he kissed me he, on the forehead. Oh yeah, that's right. I was like, he kissed you, kissed you. I remember no, he no. leaned back and he was looking at me like he was like waiting for me to say something sweet. And I was like, and who gave you permission to do that? Uh-oh. And I kept that tone. Like, I yeah. I was very... Um, he was lucky I was there on a business purpose and in a educational mood. Um, because, it, to be really honest with you, that day that I had gone to that club, not anyone really knows this, but I had, it was a very hard emotional day for me before I put that dress on yeah. and, and went and did that video tour. And so no one really knows that, but I was basically pulling all of what I had to do this to her well, and I was going to leave it all on the field kind of mentality. Why? What was... I don't like to go into drama. you can't drama, go into detail? That's okay. But I had an interpersonal hurt uh. with uh, somebody, and I was in the midst of feeling the feels about it. Um, and it was just something that I had to process, but it was a real, like I should have not gone. Like I was not normally in a mental state to have gone, but I just thought, okay, this is so important to me. And I know I can just pull it out. Right. And I did. And I went and I had a great time and I came home and then I cried it out, you know, like I did my thing. Uh But the thing is when that man came, he has no idea that how little I had left to give that day. And so he's so lucky that I did not, get really rude or crude with him because 
it's just it was the wrong day to also do something like that to me too i was very much trying my best to just stick it out get get to be a good you know do a good job and to have someone literally put lips on me i was like <laughs> like i don't know what i'm gonna you know so yeah you were gonna get your salty attitude on like that yeah just bam it comes out real quick when i um when i'm provoked especially in something like so serious like that because it's not the same as like somebody accidentally touching my shoulder like yeah i can yeah. still be you know like i say ask them not to but like i don't it's different than if somebody comes and kisses you oh of course right? um because i have a secret so before i had turning unicorns life i was sarah and being unsuccessful dating right and i remember not knowing why but i feared feared the end of a date Really? When a man was deciding to kiss me, I wanted to hide. Yes. And so I would do everything to either avoid that part by literally just walking separately. Like, I, I, I was afraid of being kissed by a guy I wasn't sure about. And I never even knew I was demisexual back then. And, and that's for anyone who's listening. It's an, uh, You need an emotional connection to have yeah. sexual attraction. And I didn't know that back then. I just knew that I was so scared of a guy wanting to kiss me before I wanted to kiss him. <laughs> yeah, but I think if a guy is a real gentleman and he knows how to read a woman properly, yeah. he should pick up those cues. Yeah, but guys are also doing their best to leave a good impression, maybe land a kiss so that they have a good... Like, I get it. And, and I know I'm just different. I know that other girls are maybe more excited but for me, I just knew that I, I, I was uh, like, I just, yeah. like, eh, but with know? you, okay, closing the deal is not so black and white and easy. So most guys, you know, you're going to close the deal. You've got to go in for the kiss. You know what? And sometimes you're going to fail and sometimes you're going to succeed with yeah. you. I guess it was a challenge for the longest time. I think the most successful men to me are the guys who do not go in for the kiss. They are the men who wait until I am comfortable and announce it before they make that move. And I know that that's different from other um, dynamics that you may have with other people. But in the past, I've noticed with certain guys, it's worked. It's the guys that wait until I say, yes, you can touch me, even on my leg. Because I remember Colorado boy, I think he asked me. I don't know. He might have. All I know is, you know, my time was down this road. At that point, he didn't touch me. <laughs> um, you know, but it's one of those things where... I had a few other, you know, what like storylines in my channel. B, you remember B from the beginning. Yes. B, um, I, ha you know, we don't play together at all anymore. But I still see him in lifestyle. I wish him well. He wishes me well. It's just a, it's very collegial, right? This, this lifestyle. Um, but he, he did not make the moves on me before I was ready. He knew the same thing. I said, you back up and you give me bubble space. Like, you know, my personal <laughs> bubble in the pool. I remember literally saying to him at one point, you can come closer now. Like, and then he's like, oh yeah. I was like, yeah. Like, like I let me invite you in is kind of yes. for me. And so you've seen me up close. I am the same. I don't like personal touch, um, from my friends a lot. And I have hugs and stuff, but like, that's pretty much it. Um, and I'm the same with the club. So it's just who I am. And um, yeah. Is there any final thoughts that you can think of of Turning Unicorn 
something that you as maybe one of the only people I know are could contend with you um, yes. for for who has seen and understand Friday the Friday most, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it would be a tough call. Yeah. But is there anything that you as somebody with that very coveted position be able to share even to me about the journey, about about the Toronto Unicorn journey, about the influence? The influence. Well, first of all, you've touched so many people's lives. Look at what mm-hmm. you've done. You've influenced R. She came out of her shell. You gained a friend. Mm-hmm. You influenced Amelia. Look at what you did with her. There's been a few guys recently who have benefited from your channel. Yeah. And there's probably tons of us out there on the channel. You you met me. Yeah. I mean, you've met so many people. And it's just because you put yourself out there. And you were just That's being... True. Like you said, genuinely, unapologetically, you. Yeah. And all I can say is, and I so I told you this on the first day we met, what is the one thing that gravitates me to you? It's wondering what the fuck you're going to do <laughs> next. And sometimes, yeah, I've raised my eyebrows and went, oh shit, what are you about to do? And other times I'm like, I'll shake my head and go, uh, 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 uh. But you know what? That's normal. That's the process. Can I ask you to do something for my website? Sure. I'm going to ask you as a longtime viewer who knows my content well to make a top 10 video list of what anybody new to my channel should watch in order. Okay. And I will put a link to this on my website, tronyunicorn.com. And that is the best vantage point. Somebody who says, from what I've seen of the whole landscape... Here's the 10 videos that describe the journey the most. Well, you're talking to a DJ. Come on, I have a top 10 for everything. There you go. There you go. (laughs) Maybe you could slip in um, a video or, sorry, a sound mix for some sexy time that I could put on my website. I know you want me working on that. That's a project. How about when you you release that, I'll put that on my website. Absolutely. Um, And then you can download some music to to have some naughty time with, right? Because you don't want to put on the wrong shit. I mean, I, I just remember when Ace of Base came on and uh, I saw the sign in my sex party and I was like, this is not my playlist. Like, no, this is not my playlist. Not the kind of song you want if you're going to get down. That's so sad. Like, no, it was just... <laughs> I love that song. I do too, but I was a child and I used to... I used to muppet it with my friends. Like, we would actually put ourselves on our knees and put shoes where our knees were and become... And we would dance to us on the side. So it was very much... A childhood memory, and so people are like, mm, mm, and then like, ah, so, 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 be oh, like, oh god, god. that's <laughs> where the mistake. That was a mistake right there. But oh come on, the mistake for me was just not having a playlist ready for for a party like that. So hopefully DJ Slam will help us out one day. Yes, um, and then if so, all oh, you'll be able to find the links on trendyunicorn.com. Any final words? I'm speechless as always. About what <laughs> you? You, as I say, you continue to amaze me with what you do. That's nice. And you go on this journey. And as I said, one day I'm thinking, okay, yep, she's going to do another Oasis blog, on and on. And all of a sudden, next day, you're doing something right out of left field. I'm like, That's true. I'm glad you don't get used to being something specific because I have done nothing in my life but change. And so it really is interesting. Well, I I have certain core threads, but... 
even I get bored with my own stuff, right? And I took a month off of Oasis recently. You guys have not seen a vlog from Oasis other than one visit with Chris and Chris on Unicorn Night. Yeah. So it's if people were watching for that, then they probably got a break for a bit, right? And now suddenly I'm like, pillow talk! Like, yes. after six months, I introduce a random pillow talk. Yeah, and I was so thrilled when you did. I've been telling you to do a pillow mm -hmm. talk. Do a pillow talk because... Yeah. It's one of the things you haven't done in such a while. So when you did, I was thrilled that you did it. And what's next? What story time should I do next that's inspired by Steve? <laughs> what's a story that Steve would want to know? Oh, well, that's yet to come. I don't know. All right. Well, you're not Because like I said, you don't know what's going to happen next. It's true. Anything could happen. Yeah. Anyways, um, I think it's really fun that you and R have this competition between the two of you on who knows my content and me the best. I think one day we'll have to do some kind of official trivia uh, between the two of you. Yes. Um, yeah. R, if you're listening, I'm throwing it down right now. The gauntlet's been thrown. Your ass is mine. <laughs> oh, she's going to come back at you. You better be ready. She's going to come back at you. Yeah, what are the stakes? That is the question. Yeah, well, you better fucking rewatch all my shit then. Yeah. Right? So Hours and hours and hours. And we did, uh, Steve days. and I did work on a project together that got yeah. kind of frozen in time. But um, if there's any video documentary makers out there who want to yeah. talk to me and Steve about putting together... Um, a real documentary on the Springer lifestyle and the journey of, of Vanilla Folk Inside. <laughs> um, yeah, they can reach out. The an email is in the description of this podcast. Yes. All right. Thank you, Steve. And uh, let's go get some food. Okay? Yes. All right. If you've enjoyed the content that I've brought in the sex and swinging world, I hope that you consider supporting my podcast by giving it a five-star review on Spotify, Apple, and everywhere else. I also have an Amazon storefront where you can go and browse a lot of my fun, sexy things that I found. Also some practical things that I have a, a list called don't cheap out on this. Uh, and it's like good toilet paper and shit because um, let me just tell you, sex can be ruined with, with lint balls from shitty fucking toilet paper. So I hope that you consider checking out all of my links. They are always in the description of this podcast or YouTube video.